I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. So here we are again, Dawn. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. And how are you? Better for the sunshine, although it's cold and crisp and it's a it's a January afternoon, but the, the sun's shining, so that's nice. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's like we had snow about an hour ago, just little flurries of it, nothing massive, but it's now sun shining again. And as we record this, guys, it's the middle of January, but by the time you listen to it, we'll be in February. And we will be so much closer to that magic hour of it still being light at five o'clock at night. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So what's our topic today, Dawn? Today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Fabulous. So uh, I have an interesting relationship with this uh, title. I didn't, the first time I heard of it as a as a syndrome you know uh was early 2021 i reckon it was and i joined clubhouse you know the social media yeah. platform, and there was a room called imposter syndrome and i thought oh i don't know what that is so i join it and um so there was all of these people in there i don't know i can't even remember how many were in there 80 100 i don't know how many people were in there and it it was fascinating because the 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 topic was imposter syndrome. You had I don't know what the, the the dictionary definition of is of it is, but it's basically when you feel like an imposter when you're doing what you're doing. So you might start a business uh, or or you know something like that, and then you question yourself and you feel like you're not credible, you're not qualified, you're not tall enough, small enough, fat enough, thin enough, clever enough, qualified, well, you know, whatever it is. So you feel like an imposter in the very circumstance of which you've put yourself into. And I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't really relate to it. I was, I, I felt, uh, I thought, oh, I don't, I don't really do, do that. Um, so all of these people were talking about feeling like an imp- imposter in certain situations, more so work situations, I think is probably uh, a more topical apl- application for imposter syndrome. So I thought I was being really cute, Tracy, and really endearing and really kind and really inspiring and really empowering <laughs> by deciding on Clubhouse, you press a button and you wave your hand and the people who are running the room let you up onto the platform and you undo your mic and you speak. I thought I was really cute by deciding to say to all of these people, I'll make you all feel better because actually out of everybody in this room, I'm the only imposter because I don't have imposter syndrome, right? <laughs> That's a bit like going to Alcoholics Anonymous and walking in and saying, I'm going to make you all feel better because I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> it did very flat. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody thought I was cute. No, I can see why. <laughs> so I went, I left the room quite quickly, but what it did then do, and I'm glad for it because it made me consider it. When have I felt, when have I felt like I shouldn't be around that table or in that room or doing that? And actually it's still not something that I fully relate to. And I think... I think I'm I'm audacious. I have a lot of audacity. And that's probably but I don't think it's ugly. I think 
I go with my guts. I think I know my limitations and most of the things that I decide to do, I don't know how I'm going to do it. So it's not a confident, you know, I don't need to know how I'm going to do something in order to do it. You and I know each other well enough to know that. So I don't need to know how I do it. It just needs to feel like a great idea. And then I find out how to do it. And and actually what happened in deconstructing my thoughts on imposter syndrome is that I genuinely don't do it. So, for example, my business, you know, as you know, I run a, a martial arts organization uh, that looks after martial arts instructors. And one of the biggest barriers to entry at that point was that I wasn't a martial artist. And what the hell do I know about martial arts? Well, I thought I was marvelous because all of the people who were my peers at that time were all martial artists who knew about kicking and punching. What they didn't do very well was look after the other martial arts instructors on the business side. And I knew I was good at the business side. So it didn't occur to me. I actually saw it that it was a strength that I wasn't a martial artist because I know about the things that need to be done and not the things that they're doing and therefore neglecting the bits that I think needed mending. So even the business that I've got now, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know how to teach martial arts, but yet they're my customers. And then I watched a documentary. I've decided I'm like Richard Branson. So this is what I mean. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really, is it ugly? I don't know. Um, so I've decided I am also like Richard Branson. So Richard Branson started Virgin Music and he didn't know anything about music. And he's Richard Branson. If Richard Branson can do it, come on, it's all right. Um, like, like Elon Musk wasn't a technician of electrical cars. You know, Jez, Je, uh, Be- what's his name? Bezos, uh, the Amazon guy. My brain's gone dead. Jeff, Jeff Be- Bezos. He wasn't an author and yet Amazon was somewhere to buy books, you know. And so I find more examples of success where the application of not feeling credible doesn't make a blind bit of difference. So in investigating imposter syndrome, it solidified even more that I don't get it. I do get it. If I'm to be empathetic on the other side, what it boils down to, Tracy, is confidence. You're doing something. Yeah, and and for some reason you have a confidence, you question yourself, you have a confidence issue, and then question whether or not you're credible enough to do what you've got to do. So yeah, I think that's the magic point of it. And I think for me, knowing you as I do, Dawn, part of the reason imposter syndrome may not resonate for you is because you don't question what you're doing. You don't necessarily always know how, but you're not the type of person that I can ever imagine questioning that what they're doing is good enough or they shouldn't be doing it or looking or judging yourself that somebody else is doing it better. Yeah. And if I break down imposter syndrome, because lots of people spoke about it and I've, I've felt like an imposter before and it wasn't the occasion where I was dressed as a policewoman at a party. Yeah. That's a different kind of imposter. <laughs> that's one for another day. I've actually got a picture of it. We're digressing a bit. We'll come back to the plot in a minute. But I've actually got a picture. It was a murder mystery weekend that I went to all my sisters. And I'd gone as a busty policewoman. Yeah. So I was dressed up as a police officer in a police officer's uniform. But, you know, you could see my bra and everything. Totally different kind of imposter. 
<laughs> That'll give them all a giggle, won't it? Remember, guys, no filter, no fluff. <laughs> if you wanted something with a fluff and filter, you're on the wrong podcast. Change channels now. Anyway, going back to imposter syndrome. So there's people done TED Talks on this, and there is a phenomenal TED Talk about imposter syndrome. And, yeah, I've felt an imposter syndrome before. So I might have started a new business. I'm I'm still not that far ahead with it. And I thought, I shouldn't be here. People aren't going to think I'm credible. People are going to think I'm just playing. So there are a lot of people out there that imposter syndrome will resonate for them. But for me, when I when I look at what it means – to me, it's actually a judgment. And who on earth put themselves in the role of God to judge who is good enough or not for anything in life? So when you get the stage where you feel like an imposter, for me, that means you are questioning whether you're doing as well as somebody else. You're questioning your own certainty and confidence around whether you feel you should be there, whether you deserve a space at that table. And it's bringing into something I love to say, which is it's putting you in a space of comparison. Right. By default, you're comparing yourself with somebody else. And I've always said this, comparison is the thief of joy. It will grab all your joy and run through the door with it. So I've just uh, gone onto the, you know, in the Oxford, the dictionary, the the imposter syndrome. Definitely. Oh, the Oxford Dictionary, darling. It's the persistent inability, the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved, which you said that word. It's the persistence, the persistent inability to believe <clears throat> that one's success is deserved or has legitimacy achieved as the results of one's own efforts or skills. Yes. So I sh like, yes, but so I know that my book isn't published yet. I'm on chapter eight. I guess there's an awful lot in my narrative, my story and what I want to talk about around this, because actually the book is about giving yourself self-validation in a nutshell, yeah. which is what we're talking about. It's people, it's the inability to self-validate. Therefore, you know, when they when when they do self-validate, if they don't have that external validation that they're qualified or they're deserved of their success, um, they feel like they're an imposter. So I, I guess how how interesting is it actually? And I hadn't linked the two until just now while we're talking about it, that the very thing that we're talking about now is the is my book is actually the recipe about not having imposter syndrome. Exactly. Really. Yeah. So that's probably why it doesn't resonate with you. But it, it is that space of, you know, it, the very minute you hear that word, I think I've got a bit of imposter syndrome, somewhere along the line, you've questioned whether you deserve what you've got, whether you are successful from your efforts. That doesn't mean you have to do everything. Yeah. Amazon, Jeff does not do everything in Amazon, but he's successful. Richard Branson doesn't do everything in Virgin, but he's successful. But the thing is, he doesn't question that he hasn't made that happen. He's had a team to support him do it. But there's a lot of people out there, Dawn, that haven't got that wisdom you've acquired around this self-validation. And so they will sit there and say, I'm not sure I deserve to be here. I'm not as good as other people. Are they going to think I'm a fraud? Yeah. Now, there's out and out bloody lying. There are some people I know in some... 
Right. Yeah. Park the people that are actually willingly, knowledgeably, willfully, deliberately being fraudulent. Because that's not... That's different. That's, that's not, not what we're talking about, is no. it? No. And they're not going to see themselves as imposters because... Because they're deliberately, fraudulently doing yeah. what they're doing, yeah. So you get you get some businesses, and I'm not going to name any, but there is one in my head, where people out and out blatantly lie about how many of what they have. Or they'll borrow other people's... Um, they'll borrow, borrow, the, borrow other people's success stories and pass them off as their own, okay? Yeah, so they're they're out and out, they're out and out blatantly lying. So park that, that's not imposter syndrome. That's that's fraud. That's amount to fraud, yeah? Um, but only if you acquire something off the back of that, that deception, yeah? The fact that you repeat a story and people believe it to be yours and that's what you're letting them believe, is not necessarily fraud, so uh, just so we don't get into trouble. Where we get imposter syndrome is somebody who genuinely is doing something. Has some uh, success. Has some success. Yeah. Hasn't necessarily gone out to copy other people's work and pass it off as their own. So they haven't plagiarized. So there's another word for it. But their mind is questioning whether they deserve what they've got. Um, should they really be at this table? Have they got the right to sit in this space? And there are some very famous people that have been there. Yeah, I know. And also the other the other um, observation that I have is that it's very hindering. And so there are people who have decided they're going to start a business in something and hold themselves back because of import. They haven't even managed to get to the success yet. They're self-sabotaging the success because they won't deserve it. And so along the journey, there are people who, because of imposter syndrome, hinder themselves and and other people that perhaps do have success, but won't won't can't find satisfaction in it because they yeah. don't feel that they deserve. So I think I think for me, firstly, to um, not, you know, to be fair, let's take you and I, for example, we can talk about you and I. So I know what happened to you when you were a, a young child left you feeling uh, less worthy and feeling from a place of wanting to defend yourself. And in my childhood, I was raised by a narcissistic parent who actually a professional has told me that <laughs> the professional opinion is that I'm a sophisticated survivor and probably was by the time I was aged five. And so... What interests me about this now is if you take us to two women, uh, I don't tend to question my validity. Um, however, that came from a survival skill that had absolutely fuck all to do with anything. It was it was it was a parent relationship and something within me found a strategy to survive it. And here we are. And with you, you also had to find a strategy to survive adversity as a child. And, and so actually what really, really interests me about this is how valid it even is to have imposter syndrome because whether you suffer from it or not, you still can't take the credit for it because it's usually something subconscious that possibly happened when you were much younger that set you up for strategy as to how you deal with things. Yeah. Um 
which you will have had no control over. You just did your best as a child to to negotiate the the you know whatever whatever gave you that thing. And and sometimes it can be you've had a parent who is very critical. So they, I've got a friend actually, and and she is her. She's got a fantastic job. She's in corporate. She's been in corporate for years. Phenomenal career. Amazing CV. You know her CV speaks for itself. But she had a very critical mother, very critical, very, very, everything she did was, wasn't good enough. So it's of no shock then when now as a 40, I don't know, how old is she, 48, 40, I don't know, late 40s, it's of no shock that the last 20 odd years as an adult, everything she does, she's very self-critical about and wonders if she could deserve it because she was raised like that. The interesting thing for me about that is it's not the actual circumstance and your actual validity or credibility that's prodding that imposter syndrome. It's it's developed behaviour from way before Absolutely. that. And there is some distinction as well. So if we take imposter syndrome, to be in a space of imposter syndrome, the theory is you're successful at something. You might not be at the top of the tree. You might still have got further to go on your success, but you have made something a success. And that questioning, that lack of confidence, that lack of certainty as to whether you deserve to be there is the imposter syndrome factor. If you've just started out in something and you haven't yet achieved anything, um, then that's more a case of a self-limiting belief. It's the same thoughts that come from way back earlier on in your lifetime. It's the same thoughts doing the damage, yeah? Yeah. I'm never going to be good enough. I don't deserve this. But because you haven't yet created the success, any of it, not even a little bit of it, then you're not even getting off the journey onto success because you are limiting where you're going to go from your own self-belief. So we've got limiting self-beliefs. We've got imposter syndrome. Ultimately, the fuel that feeds both of them is the same fuel. So a lot of people who get over limiting self-beliefs to start something will at some point possibly, mo- most likely, feel imposter syndrome as well. Isn't that crazy? It, well, it sounds like there's a strong relationship. And therefore, that because when I, so I have to, I can only talk about me because I've literally, I don't know anybody else that doesn't relate to it. So I, I can't really, uh, I, I can only talk about me. So again, where there's a strong relationship between somebody who has limiting beliefs and somebody who then goes on to have imposter syndrome, because I don't, my starting point doesn't have those limiting beliefs. Therefore, it's not a shock that I then don't go on to. In fact, and this is where mindset, I fucking love mindset, Tracy, and I love listening to people and it fascinates me. I could I could just, I could, I need to do a job where I just talk, just talk to people. I don't need to, I need to win the lottery. So I don't need to make any money. (laughs) Investigate because it really fascinates me. So again, mindset, because that's what it is. It's a mindset in my head. And you know, my philosophy on playing at things. So in my head, because I'm not anybody, if I was to start something new, like you and I are, just about to start something. We've got a couple of things on the boil. Neither one of us have done them before. It's new. So in my head, I'm not already established in that space. So I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Therefore, we're just playing at it. Therefore, I don't have any limiting beliefs. 
Therefore, then when I start to have success, I think, oh, well, that's marvellous. And then I don't get imposter syndrome because I just think, oh, well, great. It's a bit, again, you see, so I don't get those limiting beliefs because to me, by the very fact that I haven't, I haven't, right. So if you take me now like in, in the business that I am very successful in, in theory, now I have something to lose because I've got a brand, I've got a reputation, I've got. I've got a standing, I'm in a leadership position. I've, I have now got something to lose in theory. Whereas when I start something new, I just see it as, well, we're just playing at it to see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. And I've got, because I've got nothing to lose. But there's several things going on, Dawn. And, you know, I, I like, you know, I love the mindset shit as well. But, and I have done some studying around the mind. Yeah. Yeah. If you take all of this stuff, it's all interlinked. So we've said that, you know, before you start something, if you've got your own self-limiting beliefs, then that, again, is coming from that questioning, that credibility, that certainty, do I deserve this? Am I good enough? That could turn into imposter syndrome as you start to get success. It's the same fuel. Yeah. There is a brilliant thing that helps you to sort of douse the fire. Yeah. So any fire that is creating this imposter syndrome, you know, you are putting fuel on a fire that is building self-limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, all this stuff. There is a brilliant thing that can put all of it out and it's linked to the same thing we've heard about around money blueprint. So all of your beliefs through all of your life have led to the beliefs you have today. Yeah. You change your life, you begin by changing your beliefs. Yeah. Now, what do I mean by that? So if we think about the money blueprint, if you know, if you if you're running your business and marketing and selling is a dirty word to you, you know, charging the price that you that other people are might might be a bit of a a bit of a bitter pill to swallow because you might think it's too cheap, too expensive, whatever. That's all come from a bl money blueprint. It's the beliefs you've grown up with around money. So, you know, you've heard the phrase, um, a lot of people say um, money is evil. The, yeah. No, it's the love of money is evil. Yeah. So if you look at the proper phrase, it's the love of money is evil, not money itself. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money's hard to come by. They're all beliefs we get fed as youngsters and we then create our own blueprint, just like the blueprints of a building or the plans, as we call them in England. Well, there's a set of blueprints going on in everything. So if one of your beliefs is that you weren't good enough, which is a core belief for many, we have core beliefs and we have learned beliefs, so to speak. So we get these beliefs at the end of the day, in order to change your life, you've got to change your beliefs. So if you're sat there and you recognize you've got some self-limiting beliefs, you're starting to feel a bit of an imposter syndrome. It's because you're comparing yourself, you're judging yourself against other people that are already there. So first of all, stop it. You have no right to judge anybody. Yeah, um, there, there is a word for that. I'm going to say it because, you know, I'm, I'm better at maths than words. So I love the fact that I know this word. It's called omnipotence, which is the opposite of humility. And omnipotence means godlike. Yeah. Um, so it's omnipotent of you to judge anybody because who are you to make yourself the the be all and end all of the rules? And besides which, 
you know, if you've got imposter syndrome feelings because you're running a business that you think you don't have the the skills to do, well, don't worry. There isn't a police of XYZ business that jumps out of a bush and says, you're an imposter, you, you shouldn't be here. They don't exist. It's all in your head. So the secret to starting to douse those self-limiting beliefs, those imposter syndrome thoughts, is to change your beliefs. So instead of coming out with, I don't have enough properties to be a property expert, just change the language. I'm moving further ahead in property and I'm getting better and better every year. It's no longer now about where you're not at. It's about the genuine, this is where I currently am making it no better than it is and no worse than it is. But if all you do is compare how good you are, how deserving you are against somebody else, your blueprint's fucked, yes. quite frankly. <laughs> and and I, I've got a whole um, bit in my book, actually, where I go through how to flip a story. Um, yeah. But 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 the the truth is, it's exactly what you're saying, which is identifying that you're coming from a set of predetermined, a predetermined blueprint of beliefs yeah. that you've probably inherited and that all you need to do is change that blueprint of beliefs. Um, but what I really like, and I haven't thought about this before in such a simple way, so I'm really appreciative of how you've just packaged it, is the relationship between if you have somebody who is just about to start a business or they're, they're, they're you know, they've, they've, they've started already and they already recognize within them that they are capable of limiting beliefs. Well, power is knowledge. So then I can say to myself, I know that I am capable of limiting beliefs. So it shouldn't be a shock to me if at some point I then develop a bit of imposter syndrome. What can I do about that now? Well, even if you're not sort of in a place where you're able to do anything about it now, but you know that it's coming so that at least then when imposter syndrome kicks in, you can go, ah, it's not real. Not was, real. It's I in my like, head. Because I'm I suffer from limiting beliefs. Of course, I've got imposters in. So at least you can recognize it and try and resonate in a slightly different way a little bit. Yeah, and we get creative. We can be in a a self-limiting or a a downward spiral where, you know, we're going on this deep, dark depth to the dungeon, almost spiraling, everything we do making us feel worse and worse. The interesting thing is when when we've got stuff like this going on, if you know, if we get that self-limiting belief or we which may turn into imposter syndrome as you get successful, as you start, as you start to generate whatever it is you're trying to create, you can either keep taking yourself down by staying on that imposter syndrome and I'm not as good as everybody else and they're doing this and I'm not quite there yet. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be here because I haven't done what they've done and, oh, look, they've got this and I haven't got that yet. Fuck that. All you're going to do is drag yourself into a dungeon. The, the one thing that helps you get out is, number one, acknowledge it exists. Yes, yes. Acknowledge that yes. exists. It's part yes. of your mind. Acknowledge you can change it very easily. It's hard work to do it. It's a bit like making a decision. All the stuff that leads up to the decision is really hard. The decision itself is really quick and easy, but you've got to do work to get there. So you acknowledge it 
Sir, so if you go into something knowing that you've had some self-limiting beliefs that may actually, as you get successful, then turn into, I don't deserve this, I shouldn't be here, acknowledge that might happen, accept that that's okay, now you'll get creative about what you do next. Whereas if you don't acknowledge and be okay that that's going to come up and grab you at some point, you're just going to go on a downward spiral. We get more creative when we acknowledge and we go, it's okay. I know it's there. I acknowledge it. It's okay. And and do you know what? Uh, Let's let's play with this a little bit further. So I literally, I, I, I would be I would I would put myself on national television to do a live Q&A that I could counter any limited belief sentence that anybody said to me. I'm that confident about it. And and so I'm going to take the example that you just gave. I'm I've started property. I might not have enough properties. Da, 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 da. And and what people don't see is the beauty in where they are in their journey. So, for example, there will be property tycoons out there that know everything in life about property. They've got a portfolio of 5,000 properties and blah, 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 blah. You try and access them. Try and access them. You, it's, it, you, it, unless you've got 30 grand, 40 grand to go and invest in their course, you're probably not going to be able to access them. And so... If I was to say to you, okay, you're on more of a beginning, not you, I know this isn't you, but you yeah. use that example. If somebody was on that lower the lower rung of the ladder, they weren't there. The lessons that they have, that you have right now, being at the beginning of your journey is so in your face, real time, right now, you absolutely will be able to connect with more people. There will be more other people out there who are in your situation who 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 haven't got, you might only be three or four rungs up the ladder. They haven't started the ladder yet. And all they need is that in-between person who's just a few rungs up. And the value in that is where it sits. Like there's literally more value in that for some people. If I was starting in business, going to some big head honcho, thousand property portfolio person, probably wouldn't help me no it's a bit like if you're starting a if you want to start a little youtube television channel you ain't going to go and try and connect with the director general of bbc and and what use would he be to you anyway he be any use to you at this point he's too far removed and i think the other thing to remember especially when it comes to self-limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome because the more i think about it the more i know that the it's the same fuel that feeds both of them if you've got that fuel in you for self-limiting beliefs at some point as you're successful you may well end up with imposter syndrome as well and it's this stop comparing yourself for very many several reasons yeah it steals your joy you could have had the best day ever Maybe you've gone and closed six clients and that is the best you've ever done in that day. And it is brilliant and it's something to celebrate. But you go and spoil it all by saying, yes, but it was only a thousand pound of business and so and so did a hundred thousand pound of business. When they started, they were they only they had were, customers and they were only charging a thousand quid. Yeah. It's not comparable. It's not comparable. So you're out there comparing what is a made up life. It's made the biggest up. imposters in this world are 99% of people posting in social media, including me, who stick up a post about a bright sunny, I'm having a drink outside a pub. Uh, They're putting up what I call a sunshine post when it's fucking hailing and snowing in their life. 
Well, this is the other thing, which is be careful what you're comparing to. So the first equation that I would want to know is when you compare yourself to that person who is, you know, charging quadruple what you are and has has multi-million more followers, et cetera, than you, compare yourself to them when you've been doing it as long as them, firstly. Yeah. Um, can we rewind when they'd only been doing it six months or 12 months? Where were they then? Where were they? So, yeah. so what is compared to? And the second thing is, as you've quite rightly said, that through social media, as marvellous as it is, and the, the, it's a phenomenal thing and has many benefits, but one of the downsides when we're talking in context of people who have limiting beliefs and self-imposter syndrome is the sunshine posts. So be, before you compare, what are you comparing to? Are you comparing it to a sunshine post? It's a load of bollocks. So Tracy, you and I know a lot of people in business. We know a lot of very successful people in business. We could probably reel off. We won't because we're more respectful than that. We could reel off probably 30 names of people who are turning over seven figure businesses but then look at the profit and then go and have a look at some of those people who've got six figure businesses. And actually the profit in the six bit figure businesses is sometimes more than the profit in the seven figure business. Yeah, it's not about what you make. It's about it, what you keep, you know, it, and, 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 you know, fur coat, no knickers. Yeah. In a yeah. lot of situations, I grew up in a really uh, nice area. Um, and one of my friends, Mark, oh God, what was his name? I was only, God, this is like four decades ago. Mark. I was just about to say, I nearly said his last name then. I shouldn't do that, should no, I? You shouldn't do that anyway, hon. <laughs> I had to do that. Mark, from when I was a kid, and they lived in a very large detached house. It probably, you know, five bedroom, like a big, big detached house. And they literally had virtually no furniture. But if you'd have been a poor kid walking past that house, you'd have looked and thought, oh, they're living the dream. They had no furniture, literally no furniture. No. And, you know, you can, you can, and this isn't the case for everybody, but you might be comparing your home to somebody else's home. Your home might be debt free. You've got no mortgage. The person whose home you're going, oh, look at them. They're so much better than I am. That's probably mortgaged up to the hill. You don't know what goes on inside four walls. But the other thing is, as well, is you've also got to factor in where you want to be in life. Yeah, it's not about where you where the destination is. It's how you enjoy the journey. And remember, what you want for your life may be totally different to what somebody else is wanting for their life. So what's the point of comparing whether you deserve what you've got, whether you're good enough, when you're comparing it against somebody that's on a totally different journey? You know, if you're not careful, you'll get on the wrong frigging train at Doncaster and you'll end up in bloody Wales instead of London if you keep doing that. So we've got acknowledge it, accept it. Uh, try and change your your view on that a little bit. Be careful what you're comparing against because yeah. most of that is based, it's a bullshit comparison, firstly. But what I love about what you've just tipped upon is, is that person may want different things to what you, and it still has nothing to do with credibility. Yeah. Actually, just to sort of make people feel or understand that, just be, so me, I've just said, oh, I don't have limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome. That does not mean to say that I don't have my demons. We've and all so, got our demons, darling. We've all got our demons. So I'm 
one of my demons is and where I get dark and go down a spiral is I have to do everything on my own. And what happens from that is now I'm married. I have children. I have a circle of friends. I have a business network. I have quite a, a large community. And so the demon in that, if you let that spiral is, I have to do everything by myself. I am alone. I'm lonely. I'm isolated. So just because my demon doesn't happen to be imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs, there is other demons. We've all got our demons. And so, again, you know, if somebody were to compare themselves to me now and go, well, it's all right for you. You don't have limiting beliefs. Actually, I have other demons. So be careful what you're comparing. But you do have limiting beliefs because if you oh, take yes. that phrase, I have to do everything by myself, right. that's a limiting, belief. a limiting belief. There we go. It's a different one. But it, uh, thank yeah. you. That's absolutely right. I absolutely. It's true. And, and, and that could, whilst you don't resonate with the term imposter syndrome, because, you know, just because you've got the same fuel doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get imposter syndrome. You can have people that get self-limiting beliefs, but they don't go on to get imposter syndrome. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've we've all got stuff where the language we're telling ourselves is absolute bollocks. Because let's take that one and break it down. I have to do everything myself or else what? What's going to happen? Somebody going to come out of the ground and swallow you up because you didn't do it all on your own? Um, so the word half as a language brings us down by default. I have to or else. Because whenever you have that word, I have to it's followed very quickly by or else what. But the other thing is that's limiting it is it's a total bollocks statement. The total bollocks. You do every, and I'm not, I'm not, I love you to bits. I'm not negating where that comes from for you, but I'm just looking at the language. Take aside who it belongs to, where it was came from. Just look at the language of that statement. It's impossible. You've set yourself up with an impossible task because but we can't have children on our own. No. How are you going to have children all by yourself? Right. So this is where the parallels are. Yeah. So in in the same way as as it, it it's bullshit. In for me to credibly, as not an imposter, yeah. <laughs> for me to credibly say to you, well, not you, but anybody who has imposter syndrome, that it's bullshit. Equally, it's just as much bullshit for me to say I'm on my own now again and to deconstruct that that comes from my childhood that I felt that I had to look after myself on my own. And it's a complete disservice. It's a disservice to my husband because all I have to do is ask him. It's a disservice to my friends because all I have to do is pick up the phone and talk to them. It's a disservice to my team because I just have to. So so it's bullshit and it's a disservice to the people that are around me. Yeah, It's but it not credible. It's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit, but it's not designed to to say that that, you know, the fact that you have that belief or that value, whatever you want to call it, doesn't negate the fact it's there. It doesn't diminish that you have it. It's just highlighting for everybody that even people who don't resonate with the word imposter syndrome still have limiting beliefs that will, you know, in some way, shape or form is the fuel that holds them back. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And 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 I think if if anybody can take anything from today, it's to permission themselves that it's okay for them to acknowledge that they have limiting beliefs 
but at least at least respect yourself enough to allocate the root of where that came from to the right place is it because you're not credible really um and then and then question what your comparison is and so this whole thing around credibility tracing so um uh, uh somebody is a maths teacher let's go real kind of basic they're a maths teacher and in their first year of employment will teach several hundred of the next generation maths and it's their first time that they've it's their first year of employment as a maths teacher and yet they're impacting the next generation of our world you're handing your child your most precious thing over to this person who probably doesn't know everything about teaching maths no and more importantly they might not know everything about maths and it's irrelevant but do they have to know they don't have to know everything so all they need to know is what they need to know there and then for the people that are in front of them. So if you're struggling with limiting beliefs, rather than when you recognize that you're comparing yourself to other people, if you can pull yourself back for a minute, recognize the value in where you are, can you serve the people who are in front of you right here and now today? Yeah. And if the answer to that is yes, marvellous. Shut the fuck up. You're talking shit. You're credible. It's fine. And <laughs> if you if you if you have the beliefs that you don't believe you're as good as somebody else out there, then ask yourself one: What are you comparing it to? Two: Who the hell is the fucking police force of who is good enough? Who's better? Who's as good as? It doesn't exist. As long as you're not breaking the laws of your land, then that's fine. And the other is is they're in a different space than you. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, you did. So yeah. they're not going in the same place. You know, at the end of the day, somebody who, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect the brightest, biggest Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard graduate who is, you know, a massive brain in maths to be in the room teaching maths. That's not their journey in life. That doesn't mean the maths teacher in front of your children is not good enough to be there. He knows and is capable of the maths they need for the level of the clients they are working for. So, yeah, look at who you're comparing it to. And remember, don't try judging yourself. There's enough crappy people in this world to judge you without you doing it as well. And you know what I'm going to say? We have to wrap up now. Yes. As a as a wrapping up sentence, anybody who listens to this podcast who's got a self-limiting belief or imposter syndrome, I want you to put the comment below the podcast, comment, subscribe and comment, put what your limiting belief and uh, imposter syndrome is, and I'll give you another version of it. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's about reframing and reworking your blueprints and your beliefs. So if you want to change your life, change your change beliefs. Your Love that. So, on that note, on that note, before we say goodbye, I'm going to give out uh, a shout out. Um, we have got, um, yeah, we have got. I think it's next week, 15th of February. We've got a competition. If you want to win yourself two tickets to a spa day or an equivalent gift, 400 quid's worth of Amazon vouchers, whatever, then keep your eye on our social media. And on that note, it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.
for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us, tag at Real Women Podcast on Instagram.